webinar. Recording has begun. Hang, hang on. Recording has begun. Yes. Chair Highland, I have 5.30 p.m. All right. Let's get this show on the road. Would you like to introduce the meeting? You can. Please go ahead. Thank you. Good evening. This is Sunshine Ordinance Task Force Committee of the Education Outreach and Training Committee. This is a regular meeting. Our hearing room is 408 City Hall, Dr. One Carlton B. Goodlip Place, San Francisco, California, 94102. Today is January 23rd, 2024. Remote access and or in-person participation. The Sunshine Ordinance Task Force and its committees convene hybrid meetings that allow in-person attendance in-person public comment, remote access for petitioners and respondents, and remote public conference via teleconference. Today's remote Web WebEx remote link-in information, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L period com forward slash E-F-8-C-K-7-3-8 is an apple. The password is sunshine. The telephone call-in number is 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is... Two six six zero five six nine zero nine two nine pound pound. Press star three to enter the speaker line. Members of the public may participate by phone or may submit their comments by email to sotf at sfgov.org. All comments received will be made a part of the official record. Sunshine Ordinance Task Force agendas and their associated documents are available at sfbos period org forward slash sunshine. Chair Highland, do you want to read meeting decorum? Please go ahead. Meeting decorum. Any member of the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force may call for decorum due to the disorderly conduct of meeting participants. Persons who engage in threatening and are menacing behavior may be asked to leave. Shall we commence the agenda? Yes, please. Item number one, call to order roll call and agenda changes. Let's begin with roll call. Member Pilpel, uh, member member Pilpel present. Member Hill, present remotely. Member Hill present remotely. Chair Highland present. Chair Highland present, and we have an additional uh, committee member, uh, Bruce Wolf. Mr. Chair, yes, Member Wolf. Are you needing me for this meeting then? No, I, I guess you missed the email um, that we sent earlier today. We, we do have three member Hill got a permission to be remote. Um, you're welcome to participate if you like, but I think we've typically. Will not have you vote on anything if I'm not mistaken. Uh, your choice, Bruce. Uh, I think I will step out and let you guys have your meeting. All right, we appreciate the backup. Thank you. You got it. All right. Take care. That's just how I want it. Oh, I see. Better, better. Yeah. Do, all right. Microphones are all working. All right. All right. Uh, do we have any agenda changes from any of the members? Nope. None that I am aware of. All right. Um, this is member Hill. <clears throat> I'm just noticing and it could be because I have a wrong copy, but um, the first uh, item number 6 file 22129. Um, it doesn't seem to be linked to um, to a package, so I don't know if that was a mistake or if I have the wrong version of the agenda. 
Member Hill, if you look, if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, um, it says there item six, part one of two, part two of two. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I was just misled, misled by the attachments. Yeah, those. Yeah, we, I, we've we've had this happen in the past, and you know, there's, I guess there's no way the administrators are able to get that in blue. Um, okay. Let us know it's a link. That would be helpful. Yeah, I agree. Um, this has come up but before. This so. has come up before, um, but. Uh, for ease of the general public who tries to get in, most people find it easier to click on the case summary. However, when a packet is uh, exceptionally large, I have to divide it into sections. Otherwise, uh, the computer program that we use will not be able to uh, um, adjust itself to that size of a, of, a, okay. of a document. In this case, nothing else is clickable except for item six, part one and part two. Everything That's else. Correct. So I think. Put a note in there for the general public because I think I would be confused. The general public, I'd be clicking all over and not getting anything. Yeah, either. that's what I was doing. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Okay, I didn't see it this afternoon immediately either. Took me a moment. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Cheryl, going forward, maybe I don't know if you can change the color of that to blue and maybe. No, it is blue on the computer. It is like a light blue. I can't get it any darker. That's interesting because it's it's definitely black online. No doubt about it. Or maybe you know. Remove the word attachments if it's not an active link and make them go down and look for something that might be or, useful. Or if this or if these two bits were higher up, so they were in between. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You can play with different yeah. ideas. It's all right. It, it, no agenda changes though. No agenda changes. Okay. Next item. Item number two, approval of the minutes from the Education Outreach and Training Committee, November 28, 2023, regular meeting. Chair Hyland, uh, Member Pilpel. Um, I have submitted non-substantive edits to uh, Ms. Leger. Uh, she has those. I have half of the pages because I made a wacky copy. Um, the I think the most significant thing was on item seven, listed as page four, um, the Maria Schulman uh, versus the police department, case 23043. Um, I recall that at the end of that discussion, we requested the police department to codify its redaction policy and provide that policy to the task force. And I suggested adding that line uh, to the action just so that it's memorialized. Um, the rest of it, I think, was pretty straightforward. Okay. And did, did you... Check the audio just to make sure that we did indeed do that. I believe I did not check the audio, but I believe we did do that. Okay. Cheryl, I think, can do that before finalizing the minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I can check, make sure the audio is up. Yeah, just make sure that we did in, in, indeed, that was indeed suggested, just so we're not adding stuff that we didn't suggest. Right. But I, I seem to remember something like that, but honestly, I can't remember. Sim similarly, on one of the uh, DPH um, earlier items, when we asked DPH, um, to treat the thing as a 12L request. We included that um, in the motion. So I was just being consistent that when we make a request to the department um, that we include that as part of the motion. I, I guess I don't care so much if it's in the motion or not in the motion so long as it's reflected in the minute so they can't say, oh, you never asked. We did ask and it is reflected. Anyway, um, Cheryl, was there anything else that I had in the other pages of the minutes? That are worth recounting. Uh, I have not had a chance to look at your edits. Okay, Chair Highland, did you need me to go to any more detail? No. I think okay, uh, I would so move 
um, to approve the minutes from November with um, the edits as discussed. Member Hill, did you want to second? Uh, Member Highland, I'll, I'll, I'll second that. Oh, somebody take it. All right. Thank you. Should we move for public comment. Move for public comment. Yep. Members of the public may address the committee uh, on this item. Uh, do we have any uh, uh, attendees in the queue? And this is. All right, and this is public comment on the minutes. And seeing no one in the room stepping forward, public comment is closed. Should we go for a vote? Please. Member Pilpel? Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Member Hill? Aye. Member Hill, aye. Mem Chair Hyland? Aye. Chair Hyland, uh, moved by Member Hill, seconded by, uh, moved by Member Pilpel, seconded by Member Hill to approve the minutes of uh, November 28 with suggested changes. Great. Thank you. You ready for item number three? Please. Item number three, public comment. Members of the public may address the Education Outreach and Training Committee on matters that are within the committee's jurisdiction, but not on today's agenda. No members in the room have stepped forward, or no members of the public, rather. Anybody online? Okay. And just a reminder online, if you want to make general public comment, hit, is it star three? Is that what we're still using to raise your hand? Yes, star three, or you may use the app to raise your hand. Let us know. All right, general public comment is now closed. Next item, please. Item number four, file number 22060, complaint filed by Winship Hillier against Executive Director Goffrey Greer and the Behavioral Health Commission for allegedly violating Administrative Code Section 6721B and the California Government Code Section 6253C as in CAD by failing to respond to or acknowledge receipt of a records request in a timely and or complete manner. All right, I see Mr. Hillier in the room. Um, is there anyone online speaking on behalf of, of the uh, Behavioral Health Commission? Clerk Gray and Marlo Simmons have been promoted to panelist. I'm sorry, could you repeat the name? The name um, is Clerk Gray okay. and Marlo Simmons. Wonderful. All right, good. So we have people here. All right. Um, Mr. Hillier, if you'd like to approach, you have five minutes to tell us about this and then before you start, Cheryl, I just want to confirm in this packet of 17 pages, I'm seeing uh, no responses. I from, didn't have anything in the from box. the responses. This is all just all right. I just want to make sure that was correct. Very good. Okay. Let Mr. Hillier know when you're ready. 
Are you ready to begin speaking, sir? I'm ready. Okay. Okay, so uh, this uh, regards a request that I made to the Behavioral Health Commission for what's called a site visit report. Behavioral Health Commission conducts site visits of behavioral health facilities in the city and county, and they were talking about one of them at, at a meeting, and they approved a report that was not available to the public um, without discussion and without any summary, uh, and uh, sent it off to the director of behavioral health services thereby. And um, I wanted to look at it, so I sent an email request, and they did not respond uh, immediately, but <clears throat> and this was in early 2022, I think, maybe even 2021. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact date. Um, let's see. Uh, there was a response from the respondents, and it was not included in the record. I repeatedly emailed Ms. Leger about this, and uh, it didn't get in, so I'm going to read it now. It's dated October 13th, 2022, 4.02 p.m. from Amber Gray to Cheryl Leger. And I quote, we, the BHC, have to be very careful and clear as to what is considered confidential, especially when it comes to site visit material and communication. Mr. Hillier is a member of the public. We offered a summary of the site visit that occurred on November, in November 2021 during a public meeting to ensure that we are abiding by our, in parentheses, BHC, in parentheses, uh, duty to keep all evaluation results confidential. We feel that until we received a directed uh, directive from the city attorney, it's best to wait. And then new paragraph, please feel free to contact me with any further questions, end quote. Um, so BHC is asserting that these uh, site visit reports that they, that they create are confidential. Uh, and there's an implicit reference here to California Welfare and Institutions Code Section 5328, the Mental Health Records uh, Confidentiality Law of, of California, and it provides as follows in subdivision A, and I quote, all information and records obtained in the course of providing services, dot, 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 to either voluntary or involuntary recipients of services are confidential, dot, 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 end quote. BHC apparently thinks that the site visit reports are a service that they're providing to a patient or, or a site. It's not. It's a review and evaluation of services that are being provided. So there's, there's a level of removal here. This law does not apply. And even if it did apply, they should have cited it. Uh, federal law, the um, Health Information Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, also known as HIPAA, uh, requires, um, uh, applies to what, what is called protected health information, PHI. It also doesn't apply to these site visit reports. Uh, and, and I quote uh, a volume, or Title 45 of the Code of Federal, Federal Regulations, Section 160.103, where protected, protected health information is defined as individually identifiable health information. And um, that subsequent definition requires that the information identify an individual. So as long as the site visit report does not identify an individual, it's not covered by HIPAA uh, privacy requirements either. So these reports should be um, public. They're approved at public meetings. They need to be made available to the public. They're approved in open, open meeting. Um, and there's just, I don't think they even have a case. Back to you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Is anybody here in support of the uh, petitioner? I see no one else in the room. Anybody online? 
There is no one online. All right, Ms. Leger, please let BHC know when you're ready. And BHC, you have five minutes if you want to split your time or one of you talk um, and another one can talk later, uh, let us know. Thank you. I can do my best to give a, a, like a two and a half minute warning if somebody else wants to apply. Sure, let's do that. And do, do both of you wish to make a comment? And, and I think I can um, make a statement and if we have additional questions, we can rely on Clerk Gray. Okay, so you will get five minutes to speak. And um, just whenever you're done, just let us know, and then we can begin the question series. Okay. Yep. Great. Thank so, you very much. So our understanding, based on the um, guide that is available to us for running the site visits, is that they involve client interviews, and there's multiple times in the guidelines where the clients are assured that their interviews will be held. Um, in close confidence um, and not shared with other people. Um, I think that is part of the reason um, or the main reason why there was the response that Mr. Hillier got. Um, we have not consulted with the city attorney. Um, and if we need to, um, as a result of this conversation, we'd be happy to do that. Okay. And that's all I have to say. All right, thank you very much. Anybody in support of the respondent online? I see no one here in the room. There's no one online. All right, great. Members of the committee, it's before us. I repeal bell. I have a, a couple of questions. Uh, first to uh, Mr. Hillier, the thing that you read to us just now, do you have that in writing and can we take a look at that? Um, I only have my handwritten copy on my on my notes. Okay. How about no? It it okay. is uh, it is linked to one of the documents in the file. Okay, but I I didn't see it in our packet. Can you get? I emailed it to Ms. Leger multiple times. Okay, it just wasn't even sent to me. That's fine. If you have it, could you just send it again to Cheryl? I don't have it. Okay, it wasn't sent to me. But so how do you? It you... was it was mistakenly inserted in another file. Okay, another SMTF file. In any event, if you can grab it, however you can get it. I've done so. Okay, fine, hold on. If you can get it again to Cheryl um, in reference to this file so that it can be in this file, when and if this gets to the full task force, it may be relevant and it's not in this file right now. I've done so three times already. Okay, I can't no, do any more. Let me ask the respondent, um, and I'm sorry, could you tell me, uh, repeat your name, the person that spoke? Ms. Simmons, I believe. Simmons, was it? Yep. Marlo Simmons. I'm the deputy director for behavioral health services, and Great. we've Hi. been mandated by the board to provide staffing support to the behavioral health commission, which Got is it. clerk Amber Gray, and I support Amber. Wonderful. Okay. So, real quick, um, the uh, plaintiff read that you had a response on October 13th, which doesn't, doesn't gel because his request was October 27th. Can you tell us what you sent to us or to him or to to our administrator in response to this request? Um, we just forwarded the email um, that uh, Cheryl requested, um, which um, Mr. Hillier had referenced okay. in one of his emails. Um, I put you know, just a screenshot because it was buried in a PDF. Um, I wasn't on the email chain at that point. Okay. Um, What's the date of that email? Let me tell you right now. 
Give me one second. Okay, because I received it um, yesterday afternoon. So the agenda packet already been lit up. Okay. I'm just trying to get October, it in when it gets to the full packet. 2022 is what my records show. October 13th. Of 22. 22. I understand. Okay. That, that, that makes sense to me now. All right. Okay. Um, can I finish I, with a couple? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, regardless of that, I mean, basically, it looks like the crux of this matter is what is a site visit? Right, uh, and and how do we, how do we, how do we see that as a, is that a, is that a public record? Is that a private visit? I mean, you know, to me, the clue is in the word site. It's a site visit. It's not a visit of a person at a site, which might be covered under HIPAA or whatnot. So that's kind of where I'm leading on this. But remember, Pilpal, go ahead with questions. Yeah, that's that's ultimately where I'm going, but I'm not quite there yet. The to Mr. Hillier. On your original complaint to the task force from May of 22 that is in our packet, um, you make reference to uh, an attachment A to be provided. Um, I see my time is almost up uh, mm. with your original email from October 27th of 2021. Um, have you yet provided that to Cheryl for the packet? Yes, I, I believe if you look on page. Uh... Well, there's a bunch of different page numbers on here. It's right before petitioner's complaint. Um, let's see. For the follow for the second case? Uh, no, for this case. It, it's on page three of the PDF file. And it says, please see the attached complaint. The information be included in the complaint submission form is included in the complaint under summary. Exhibit A in the complaint is the forwarded email below. And then below that okay, is an email doc. You're right, you're right, you're right. right. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so there it is, page three of 14. Got it, okay. Um, so that was the original request that's the subject of this particular hearing. Yes. And your contention is that they did not provide the site visit report, nor did they timely even respond to this email? Is that? They did not respond at all to me. Okay. All right. So that's a point I will ask uh, DPH in a moment uh, to respond to that. Um, and in the response that we we can't see, they didn't explain any, you know, the, the reason for not providing. That's the other right. piece of it, right? So okay. let me just discuss with Mr. Hillier for a second. To the extent, let's say that there is a site visit report. It's one page. It's a thousand pages. It's something, right? That presumably one or two, some number of members of the BHC went out and visited some facility in uh, discharging their responsibilities uh, as the Behavioral Health Commission. Jack? Well, they did more. Uh, but let's say that there's some kind of report, okay? To the extent that it might include something about actual clients, patients, whatever, to the extent that any of that information is or may be subject to HIPAA or some other basis for redaction, might you be okay with that portion of it redacted if there's a basis for doing so, so long as you got the fundamental site visit report that says, I and whoever went out to visit this site on this date, and this is what we observed. Is that what you're fundamentally looking for? Uh, I don't think the law entitles me to anything more than that. 
Okay, but but that's basically what you were asking for more than two years ago. Okay, so thank you. So to uh, Ms. Gray and Ms. Simmons, can you help me understand why either at that time or subsequently DPH, BHS, the board, the commission, uh, either has not or appears to have not provided Mr. Hillier with at least the portion of the site visit, if there was such a site visit report, that could be released, which might be all of it, or at least some of it, but not none of it. Can you help me with that? So this is a brand new issue to me. Okay. Um, again, it's a two-year-old complaint that was not on my radar until a few days ago. Um, we, we're doing our best to keep up with um, the volume of Mr. Hillier's um, issues with us. Understood. Um, I, I definitely think your point, and I appreciate um, Winship you being open to their client information. We may want to redact. Um, that was the reason where we cited privacy. It's never been a HIPAA thing or any kind of reference to a, a law, just protecting the privacy of the interviewees. Um, and so sharing the site visit report um, seems reasonable. I have not seen it. I don't know in what form it is. Um, and so I would need to do a little background checking. Um, it was, I, I think, I didn't even realize Amber was in the mix at that point in October of 2022. Um, I thought she had arrived after that. Um, so we have to do a little looking, but I don't, I don't see a reason and I can't tell you why there wasn't a more timely response. And I apologize to Mr. Hillier for that. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that. I also wanted to draw a bit of a parallel and I'm sorry if it's, um, a, a little beyond this particular, uh, request, but I'm aware that the city has a uh, local homeless coordinating board and a shelter monitoring committee, um, which deal with, you know, those issues. And it seems to me like in particular, the shelter monitoring committee might either be required to, or have reason to go visit um, homeless shelters and um, observe their conditions and report back uh, to that body on, you know, an individual uh, members observations or findings, and it seems like a report of that site visit um, might be the same kind of thing as uh, a BHC uh, site visit that uh, might have a report, might have some uh, elements if there was an interview or, you know, names, names, et cetera, that might have a, a privacy or HIPAA redaction, but the fundamental report would still be public and should say, you know, on this date, I went and visited uh, this location and I observed, you know, roughly X number of people doing Y sorts of things and the conditions seemed great or seemed not great. And, you know, in the future, I hope that we would do yada, yada, blah, 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 right? That that kind of a site visit report um, is about public accountability for these kinds of um, services. I understand that may be different or slightly different under the law and the requirements for BHC, but it doesn't seem to me like it's that far off. Uh, and it seems like 
Okay, so um, I would encourage, uh, among other things, I would encourage the health department. I would encourage the health department folks to do among the following to ensure that when you get an email, even if you've got a lot of other stuff going on for Mr. Hillier, to acknowledge and, and respond to it, to timely respond um, on a records request um, if you have it or don't or are checking it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if it's something that's subject to redaction, to at least provide the redacted portion that you're comfortable with. And if you need to check with the city attorney on what's subject to redaction to do all of those things. Um, I would also encourage you to check in on these uh, requests with Victor Lim or whoever is the central uh, person at DPH that's handling um, Sunshine requests so that it's not just in um, uh, CBHS, but it's coordinated within the, the health department uh, generally. Um, and finally, I, I would encourage you to uh, reach out to uh, entities like the the local homeless coordinating board and the shelter monitoring committee and see how they would deal with uh, something uh, similar and see if um, there's a, a similar approach that you could all adopt for things like a site visit uh, report. Um, so th those are just some thoughts. Um, and I, I probably exceeded my scope in terms of a question. Um, Thank you. Is it okay? Can I respond? Please. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Be great. I, all of that sounds very doable. I just want to um, that my experience um, is that DPH has done a huge amount to really centralize and provide better support to the sunshine responses, which I is think great. Mr. Hill, yes. I think Mr. Hillier now knows to go to the central folks um, and I would certainly hope that he would report that he's getting timely. Uh, responses, um, even if it's not the information that he wants and there's back and forth, um, but that our system, I think, is pretty strong now. This was two years ago. And again, I apologize to Mr. Hillier that we didn't have better systems in place at that point, but all of your recommendations, I think, are actually in place at the DPH level. Right. And then your input about the site visit it is right on and we'll follow up on that. Thank you. So to Mr. Hillier. It may not be perfect, but have things gotten a bit better in your recent experience with behavioral health? Uh, broadly. Well, I kind of don't. I, I yeah, it's just it's not really apples to apples. Okay. Um, I have made other requests, and they I've sent them through next request to DPH, uh, and you know the results have been mixed. Okay. They're trying, but the results are mixed. Fair enough. Okay. And uh, Ms. Simmons, since we have you on the line, I just wanted to ask, um, the, what's the relationship of BHC to DPH? One folds within the other. So the Behavioral Health Services Division is a large division within the Department of Public Health. The Behavioral Health Commission is a state mandated advisory body to Behavioral Health Services that's appointed by the board of supervisors to kind of have a, an oversight and advisory capacity. Um, and gotcha. okay. as of two years ago, and I may have the time wrong, um, the board of supervisors mandated that BHS, so DPH, uh, provide a civil service staff uh, to support the board, um, or the commission rather, and then that's when Amber um, was hired as clerk. Okay, and and Amber reports to you. 
um, Amber reports to someone else, but I provide um, general support for the commission. Just really trying to uh, some many of the issues that Mr. Hillier has raised over time, we are working to address and get better structures and systems in place. Right. So two years ago, when when you know we dealt with many of Mr. Hillier's cases. Um, it was not clear who the custodian of records was for BHC. So, who is that person now, or is there one person? And when you say custodian of record, do you mean the a formal person that gets the request? Right. So, I'm I'm hoping that on the BHC site there is something that captures next requests, Google Forms, whatever, for Sunshine requests, and it goes to someone's inbox. It, so, first all of all, all the requests the go to the DPH Central. Ah, and that's what you're referring to. Got it. Request okay. process, and that's you know that was not in place a couple of years ago. Okay, and and Victor Lim, I believe, is, and uh, then maybe others. Uh, was Victor, in my assessment, has been doing a great job, really, kind of getting us to be more timely and compliant. Got you. And and Mr. Greer is still associated with BHC or. BHC, uh, no, or, um, no, okay. He, he works still with BHS, but he's moved on to a, a different initiative. Okay. Um, and isn't providing uh, okay. any kind of formal staffing for the commission. Gotcha. So back at the time when Mr. Hillier did this, he was, but he no longer is. So, okay. All Correct. right. That's what I was yeah. trying to get to the bottom of. All right. So it sounds like we have some good structure in and, and, you know, some learning has happened and you guys are, are catching up somewhat. So very, very glad to hear all of that. Thank you. Um, Member Hill, did you have any thoughts or comments for any of the parties? Not at this time, thank you. Okay. Um, Member Philpo? I had a couple other things to button up, but maybe we um, should let them uh, do rebuttals and then I'll comment further. Sounds good. So we're going to do uh, three minute rebuttals. Um, this time the respondent uh, can go first just to kind of summarize things, and then Mr. Hillier will conclude. So, Cheryl, when you're ready, please let Ms. Simmons or Ms. Ms. Gray. Ms. Simmons, are you ready to begin your rebuttal? Yes, I, I don't have anything to add. Um, again, just apologies to Mr. Hillier for not a more timely response. And um, we will follow up on um, figuring out a better structure for our site visit reports, which is on the agenda of things to do for the VHC. All right, thank you. All right, let's pause that. Reset the timer. Mr. Hillier, are you ready? Go ahead, sir. Thank you, Ms. Leger. Um, so, am I going to get a copy of this? <laughs> am I going to get a copy of this record at some point? That uh, seems a little bit dangling at this point. Um, we're working on it. We're, you're working on it. Okay. Um, some the only thing that uh, that threw a red flag in in Ms. Simmons' comments were that uh, Mr. Greyer is still working for the Department of Behavioral Health Services. Uh, I recently sent a different request to. I mean, tell me if this is off topic, but I sent a a uh, request for his oath of office to DPH uh, last year, and I was told that he no longer works for DPH. That's the only thing. Back to you, Mr. Chair. May I respond to that? Yes, you may. Go ahead. He's a um, contractor um, working on one of our um, culturally congruent programs with the African-American community. Um, so I may not have been clear. I recognize I presented him perhaps as a city employee, um, but he's a contracted um, person. Um, and there is actually one more thing I just wanted to, to raise um, really for the record. 
is it my understanding um, is that in, in during the site visit time um, that Mr. Hillier contacted the community based organization um, and their understanding was that he was a representative of the Behavioral Health Commission um, requesting information. And so I just want to be sure that that um, is discouraged um, from happening in the future. Well, okay. It might also be good for the organization, whether it's Felton Institute or anybody else, to not just take somebody's say so and to check with whoever their contact is at DPH before releasing information directly to a third party. But whatever, you guys will sort that out. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, members, what are we feeling at this point? Um, so, I wanted to just clarify a couple of people things to see if I've got this uh, straight in my head because my uh, recollection of the commission and its predecessor uh, board goes way back. So, should I understand that Ms. Gray is functioning in what used to be the Helena Brook position from long ago, far away, and that Ms. Simmons has either the Barbara Garcia or the Bob Sabai uh, position in its current iteration. Is that about right? I am a step below Bob Sabai. <laughs> it's a siling position or something like that. Basically, I'm deputy okay. for uh, Dr. Hillary Cunnins, uh, okay. who replaced Bob Sabai, and um, Clerk Gray is a civil service employee where right. Helena was a contractor. Correct. Okay, so that's all got straight. Okay, but I'm not that far off in my recollection of all this stuff. Thumbs up. She gave a thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I apologize for remembering meetings on at thirteen eighty Howard that stretched <laughs> late into the night with various issues, and Kevin Hines sat on that body for a while, and a bunch of other. Yeah. 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 A lot of history way back. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Um, okay. Um, in terms of this instant complaint. I think we could either recommend a, a violation of 67.21B uh, for failure to uh, timely respond to a request. I think on its face, that seems uh, about right uh, and put that on a, a consent calendar um, for a future meeting of the uh, task force with the understanding that uh, DPH is going to go back and uh, try to find the site report that Mr. Hillier was looking for and release it either in its full form or minimally redacted with keyed redactions, et cetera, and provide that directly to Mr. Hillier as soon as possible. Um, or we could send this out with no recommendation and ask the task force to hold a, a full hearing on it. But I'm not sure that they're going to discover any more information than we've found today. But right. No, I think I think we refer it to the full full task force with that first violation. But I think we should note for the record that uh, we've asked uh, BHC to work on getting this document to Mr. Hillier. And by the time we have that meeting, Ms. Simmons, if, if you guys have done that and, and sent him um, some sort of uh, full or redacted version with indexes of why you uh, 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 redacted what you did, that would really stand you in good stead. Uh, when it gets the full task force, there may still be a violation, but it may just be that that happened two years ago, and yeah, so be it. But at least we're trying to get the report to Mr. Hillier. Yeah, we we kind of need to see it to be able to, yeah, determine 
what Sorry, the violations are. <clears throat> yes, member Hill. Um, I, I was uh, just going to piggyback off of um, uh, what um, member Pilpel was saying and maybe request that we not put it on consent since we'll want to check in on whether this item has been completed yeah, that's by right. the time that we meet. Yeah, I, I don't think we said we were going to put it on consent. I think I, I suggested. Oh, I did. Maybe, I, I maybe we that. recommend that we find a violation, but it goes not to consent because we want to hear the status. Update. Yeah, no, I'd rather I'd rather get discussed and specifically, you know, what if any documents have been released between today and when it hits the full task force. Yeah. And I, I guess just like the 1 other quick thing is, is I, I, I know that we've said as soon as possible, but would it be appropriate um, uh, to suggest to just you know, maybe that there's. Um, you know, can 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 there be at least a verbal confirmation that there'll be a check in in you know with it in a reasonable time frame, ten days or whatever. Yeah, Miss Simmons, is that reasonable? 10, 10 business days. Ten days seems great. I don't have um, the actual initial request, so Mr. Hillier, if you can send to me, I, I'm all I have is that response where we said this is private, but I don't know that it actually references which site report. Okay, um, it's, so it's, in the packet, it's in the packet. It's in the packet this evening. If if okay. if you have that, it's right at the top, right at the beginning. Okay, perfect. October so yes, ten days is very doable. And, and basically, he just wants thank you. I appreciate it. The report, all of the report. It just and, refers to a recent site visit to Felton Institute by Co-Chair Sloda and one other. That's all it says. I think it was a yeah. um, dated October twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. That's right. And what was the date of that that visit? I think you put it in the in your request. I don't recall exactly. Okay, sometime right. in the it, fall of 2021. It was referenced in the November 21st. I might have it in my notes at yeah. home. Okay, all right. All right. So it sounded like the making of a motion there. I, I will so move. I will second that. All right. Okay. Want me to restate it, Cheryl? Please. Uh, it's to recommend to the task force that we find jurisdiction, find that the records requested are uh, public, um, recommend a finding of a violation of 67.21 for failure to uh, respond to or acknowledge receipt of a records request, respond to and whatever, to respond to a records request in a timely and or complete manner, and finally to request uh, DPH to find and release the particular um, site visit report to Mr. Hillier. Um, I would, do you want to say within 10 days or as soon as possible? Within within 10 business days of January 23rd, 2024. Within 10 business days. I think that'll be understood. That's okay, fine. yep. Good. That member Hill second. Member Hill, Member Hill, you're good. Yes. Okay. 6721B. I think you just wanted to want to make sure it says 6721B. That's fine for time minutes. Um, and to DPH, was that clear enough? Crystal, thank you. Thank you, and thank you for participating, Mr. Hillier. Best, best we can do right now. Great. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. And Carol, right. please make sure that their response from gets into the packet. Could I could I make a request regarding proceedings? Um, I there was something somebody visually made a thumbs up on the on the Zoom or something, and I'd like to be able to see the same things that you guys were able to see. I'm not seeing anything else. I, it was reported to me that there was a thumbs up. 
All okay. my screen here is showing is the city seal. Oh, I, I'm seeing more of you than I'm seeing of we're anything. Not, we're not we're not logged into that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks. It's reported that there was a thumbs up. I can't verify that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was laughing. All right. Um, any public comment on that motion? I see no one else in the room other than Mr. Hillier. We have two new unidentified callers. Okay. I can see if anyone is here for the item. Um, callers, if you wanted to raise your hand or hit star three and let us know if you'd like to make public comment on this motion. Hello, caller. I see your, your hand is raised. Did you wish to speak on item four? Yeah. Would you identify yourself, please? Jeffrey Greer. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Hold, Greer. Hold on one second. He's party to this, isn't he? Okay. okay, I'll allow it. Go ahead. Mr. Greer, are you ready to begin speaking? Yes. Uh, well, I finally got in here. I couldn't get in through the WebEx. The password wouldn't work. Um, I see the folly of uh, the Hillier folly is continuing on. Um, I believe there is an email that was sent on September 7th, 2021 from Mr. Hillier congratulating and thanking for inviting him to send an email with part of his comment that he couldn't remember uh, regarding a conversation uh, around site visit information. Just for clarity, during that period, it was a transition from all virtual uh, site visits and activities to uh, what what you would call like a partial halfway kind of physical, depending uh, on the site. So there was a lot of moving parts during that period of time. Uh, there was commissioners that were being moved around like chess pieces. So Mr. Hillier may not remember, but we had a conversation and asked him to have patience as times were moving and we needed to have time to get everything together. During that time, I transitioned out but Mr. Hillier was not operating in the blind. He was fully aware. Um, that's all I can tell you. You guys have fun. That's it. <clears throat> Thank you. Are there any other members of the public who would like to make public comment on this item? I see no other hands raised. Right. Mr. Greer, I'm lowering your hand and muting you. Okay. Public comment is closed. Take a roll call, please. We'll begin the vote now. Member Pilpel? Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Member Hill? Aye. Member Hill, aye. Chair Hyland? Aye. Chair Hyland, aye. All right. Next item, please. Item number five, file number 22099, complaint filed by Winship Hillier against Goffrey Greer and the Behavioral Health Commission for allegedly violating, excuse me, allegedly violating administrative code section 6721B 
and California Government Code Section 6253C is in CAT by failing to respond to or acknowledge receipt of a records request in a timely or complete manner. Uh, Ms. Simmons, will you be responding to this one as well? Yes. Wonderful. Okay. And Mr. Hillier is here. So, Cheryl, when you're ready, let Mr. Hillier know. Start. Five minutes. You ready, Mr. Hillier? Yes. Go ahead. Thank you, Ms. Leger. This uh, second complaint deals with two requests for records. Uh, number one was... Uh, filed with BHC on February 17th of 2022. It's exhibit one to the complaint, uh, page uh, seven in the PDF, but it's, and it's marked as seven, I think, or sorry, page eight on the PDF file, marked as seven on the printout. Uh, and another one, uh, and, well, before I go on, that first one uh, dealt with a situation on uh, February 16th where the BHC met I was calling in via phone, didn't have video access, as I always do, because I don't have internet access at my house. And uh, Mr. Greer, Greer reported that uh, he was sharing a, in a, uh, uh, an agenda uh, that was different than the one that was posted on, online and that had been sent out uh, perhaps to members of the public. And uh, so, and naturally after the meeting, I requested a copy of the agenda that was supposedly different from the one that was posted on the website. And I was sent the same uh, agenda that was posted on the website. And then, so I followed up with another request and that was sent through next request. And I was sent another document that was again, the exact same thing that was posted on the website, not the one that was shared at the meeting. Um, and uh, let's see. Well, that's, I, I think that's about it on that. Oh, I did make a subsequent request for a, the video conference of the meeting, the video recording. And I reviewed that and I saw that the, uh, I, I looked at the agenda that was shared uh, on the video and it was in fact different than the one that was posted online. However, prior to this uh, hearing, when I went to check that uh, again to see exactly what the differences were, um, the uh, file had been, uh, the, the recording, the video recording of the meeting had been deleted. So all that email is on the record, exhibits one through five. And then exhibit six represents a second uh, request uh, uh, a little bit earlier than the first one, February 13th, um, where Mr. Greer, Mr. Greer was uh, complaining to the members of the commission that uh, it was, time consuming to set up site visits because he had to do a lot of back and forth with the sites and that there were documents that were required to be signed and countersigned. Um, he specifically used those words and used it to justify the difficulty of setting up site visits because the commission wanted to do them, but he said there were administrative hurdles that were in the way that had to be dealt with. And so I said, well, what are these, uh, what are these documents that need to be signed and countersigned? And, um, so I initially got no response, and then I sent a second request, and eventually, uh, you know, like five months later, I was sent a copy of the site visit manual, which is a document that is available to the public on the web, uh, not through the BHC website, but through, through a statewide website, a statewide organization, CalBHBC, 
Um, and, you know, that document is included in the record here, and it has some, uh, you know, uh, some form letters that go out. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at page 14 of that manual, which starts on uh, page 27 in the PDF. Um, so add 14 to 27, you'll get the page. Those are those are letters, uh, you know, to just a form letter to send to the to the director. There's nothing here that needs to be countersigned. There's nothing here that needs to be signed by, uh, you know, the director. Um, if there are children involved, then the parents need to sign releases for them. Um, but other than that, uh, there's nothing that I could find that that would match Mr. Greer's uh, description of of uh, why these site visits were taking incredibly long to, to carry out. Um, and so I, I concluded I was not sent the, the document that he was talking about, or it was not sent all of the documents. And um, so that's where we sat, sit now. Back to you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Anybody to speak on behalf of the petitioner? I see no one else in the room. There are no callers in the queue. All right. Ms. Simmons, uh, Cheryl will let you know when she's ready. Ms. Simmons, are you ready to begin? Yeah, and I, I guess I'm a little unclear. Um, there, were, there was a lot in Mr. Hillier's comments. It sounds like that if you boil it down, that there was an agenda that was a different version of the same agenda. And I wanted to clarify if Mr. Hillier is asking for the alternate agenda, which I can't speak to if it, even exist um, the the back and forth with Mr. Greer about the site visits. Um, now that Mr. Greer is no longer working with the BHC, um, I don't think there's much we can say to that. Okay, Anything so clarifying else? exactly how we can um, get Mr. Greer what he needs. I mean, Mr. Hillier what he needs would be helpful. Right? There was a lot in that. I'll, I'll follow up. Okay. All right. Anybody to speak on behalf of the respondent? No one in the room. There are no callers in the queue. All right. Okay. Matters before us. Um, and, and and just right off the bat, let's just make sure what the scope of two two zero nine nine is. Um, one part, as I understand it, is this uh, alternate um, agenda that was put up on Zoom, so that, that get to the heart of that. Um, is there a second request in there? I see I see you have a nice index here, Mr. Hillier, which is fantastic. I wish all petitioners would do that. Uh, it kind of helps us, you know, the timeline that you provide is very, very helpful. Uh, but the actual complaint. Page 20. Thank you. And Cheryl, I'd like the actual complaint to appear right at the top, not down on page 20, because that so much directs exactly what we're going after. Page three. Page three. Oh, okay. Well, then that's great. Uh, Mr. Rahelia is referring to another. I was okay. referring to those requests, the second request. The second part of the request or, is what The earlier saying. request that's yeah. okay. later so, in the file. So this is two requests in one. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I yep. see. Okay. All right, I see on page three. Great. Here's the original one. And it refers to both portions. 
So may I for a moment? Mr. Filpo. Okay. Filpo. Yeah. Um, so yes, as I understand it, there are two elements to this. One is the uh, agenda and the other is the sign and countersign and complications with uh, site visits or documents. So, and it seems to me like that relates to the site visit manual. So I'll, t I'll talk about that in a moment, which provided some more light on the previous case. Anyway, very complicated. So first to, to Mr. Hillier on the, the issue with the agendas, what you have here in the packet starting on the um, stamped page 10, as opposed to the stamped page 16, I didn't see any differences there. Are there any, or do those appear to be the exact same document? Am I missing something? I think, or, is, pretty... or is your point that they provided the same document and a link to the same document, and you believe there was a different document on the screen? It's that different document that you were looking for then, and you're still looking for. Was yeah, that correct? The latter, right? Yeah. Okay, um, cool. So on that point, let me go to uh, DPH, uh, Ms. Gray or Ms. Simmons. Uh, do you have knowledge of? there being a different, slightly different, presumably not completely different, in any way, somewhat different agenda that might have been on the screen that fateful night uh, uh, nearly two years ago. Um, and can you shed any light on that? Um, I have no knowledge, um, but I'm happy to investigate and see if we can't um, find a copy of that. Okay. And Mr. Hillier, was was it when you went back and looked at the um, the video? Was it like a a document that was put on the on the you know the the thing and then uploaded to Zoom? Is that how it looked like on the the video of it? It was a long time ago. That was twenty twenty two. I don't remember the specifics. It was right there. It covered the whole screen. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if it was uh, like placed on an overhead projector or. Or if it was like there, like electronically, I don't remember. So, so on this particular point, if we can get DPH to go back and look, um, presumably they will either say, you know what, we found a slightly different version of it. Here it is, and they'll provide it to you, or they'll say we couldn't find any other version. The only version we have is this same February sixteenth thing, which you've already seen two, three times. We don't have anything else. So they will presumably provide you either one or the other of those responses. Fair enough? Well, that's, that's, they've kind of already done that. They've already. Let's have them do another check. Okay. okay? Because you're complaining that you didn't, that you saw something else and you haven't gotten it. You asked for it, blah, 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 blah. Right. So Ms. Gray or Ms. Simmons, somebody will take a look. Yes. Thank you. Yes, cool. we can do that. Excellent. Great. Okay. And then as to the other part of the complaint, I am not particularly clear about what was to be signed and countersigned and if there was a specific request that Mr. Hillier um, was looking for. It sounds like that might have been some kind of an excuse or a explanation for why things are complicated over there, but I wasn't, I'm not sure that I heard a specific request for a, a document. Was there some specific document, Mr. Hillier, that you were looking for? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have 
the name of the document. Um, or a description or something. Well, yeah, I sort of cast my net because uh, that was part, that was the reason for the request is that I didn't know of any, any documents that had to be signed and countersigned to set up a site visit or anything else besides the site visit manual. Okay. And I wanted to find out what he was talking about. Was it a HIPAA thing or what, what was it? Okay. So let me go down that area for a second. So to um, Ms. Gray or Ms. Simmons, um, are either or both of you familiar with the site visit manual and the site visit procedures and what all of that involves? Yes, the site visit uh, manual comes to us from Cal BHC and okay. it requires that a public notice of 30 days be um, posted on the sites prior to the actual site visits and a client participation form. Okay, among other things. It sounds like- Yes, in, whole... yes. in a letter to the director explaining the steps. Okay, um, so, okay, so there's a general statewide guide for these things, and then presumably San Francisco customized it a little bit into what's the San Francisco BHC site visit manual that's in our packet and presumably available, might be on your site, might not, might be a good idea if it's not to put it on your site, blah, 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 right? This is actually from the state, sorry. Go ahead, yes. somebody. Yes. I'll take a yes. Okay. Um, so, and and this manual, so long as it's not inconsistent with the state requirements, the city can update this periodically as um, laws or procedures or ideas change, et cetera, right? I mean, the whole thing about a virtual visit probably wasn't in the manual five years ago, uh, but now is. Jack? Uh, yes. Well, excuse me. Sorry. The, the short answer is yes. I'm sorry, I talked, spoke out of turn, sorry. I, I was just asking that, that you can update the, the manual. It's not like this is, you know, set in stone forever, right? Somebody? That is correct. Excellent, okay. So- We have updated it. Okay, right? so, okay. Uh, so what I'm thinking is, and I'm trying to find which page here. It's before the surveys, before the questions. Okay, I guess it was in the, the notification and release stuff. Maybe it was before that. Maybe it was in the letter. Page, page 19 of the, uh, of the site visit manual has the client participation notice, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, no, I think it was actually the the letter. So on page 14 and 15, the program director letter to set up visit. So throughout the manual, it, it I just looked at it very quickly. It talks about the various procedures and there are things to do and not to do and what the focus is and blah, blah, blah. I think where there are issues of um, privacy, client confidentiality, sensitivity, I think it's good to have that be consistent in the manual. If this manual hasn't been run by um, your city attorney, it might be a good idea for them to take a look and ensure that it complies with um, Sunshine, with HIPAA, with anything else, with MHSA, with anything else that may apply. Um, so all the, the do's and don'ts and cautions 
are properly um, explained. Um, and ultimately, I think what I liked at the end was page 43, the example program summary of the Chinatown North Beach uh, Mental Health Services um, program, where it's got overall observations. That's what I was looking for, for an example of a, a site visit. So um, there's a summary of the facility and the services, the date, uh, who uh, did the visit and, you know, overall uh, observations and strengths and suggestions and recommendations, none of which seemed to me uh, to violate any kind of uh, privacy or, or HIPAA or anything like that. It's just a, you know, this seems good, this seems less so, da -da -da, maybe they should think about blah, 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 whatever. So that's the kind of information that I think supports. Uh, Can you mute that microphone? Interesting noise, whatever that was. Um, that supports public accountability on programs like this without uh, violating anybody's uh, privacy or, or other appropriate rights. Um, so I guess I'm encouraging uh, the health department, CBHS, whatever, um, to take a look at the manual and update it periodically in light of some of the proceedings at, at Sunshine so that it's as specific as possible about the do's uh, and don'ts. Um, and it seems to me like there, the other thing that seemed to me is that either in BHC meetings or minutes or somewhere within um, the BHC uh, uh, orbit worldview should be a, a list of the site visits that occurred and access to the summary documents. So one could say, hey, during fiscal year 2022-23, how many site visits were done? And the answer is X. And where are those summary reports? And the answer is they're right here. Uh, I just, maybe I'm missing something. I just wanted to say they are required to produce an annual report, and it's one of the few things that they're required to do that they actually do do. Okay. Um, and that lists all the site visits, but it does. But the site visit reports themselves are not made available currently. But maybe I, I guess I'm encouraging the health department to find a way to make those summary site visit reports, which it doesn't sound like are voluminous. It sounds like they're not many and they're not that long. Um, to make them available. However, whatever, something to think about. Um, Ms. Gray and, and Ms. Simmons, did you have some response on that? That all seems reasonable. Um, I do know that we, we've had some challenges. I don't know where we are at the moment with how many site visits and how many reports have been done. I understood. Um, but, the, but the idea that we, um, make those readily available or somehow included in the annual report or, or linked to or available on the website or something. I mean, I'm, I'm presuming it's going to be more than two and less than millions. It, this is not a, a, a large number. This right? is true. Okay. Um, so. Again, I'm, I'm probably a little ahead of where we are procedurally, but I'm let's do a, let's do. Yeah, let's do. Whatever we do. Let's do rebuttals. Yep. Um, Ms. Simmons, if you'd like to go first, anything else you'd like to add? Thanks. 
Um, not that I can think of. And again, with the agenda, we will um, look for it and seek to find it. Um, but it is true. We may or may not have it, but we'll communicate back to Mr. Hillier um, either way. Um, and then all the notes about the site visit are noted. Very good. Thank you. And then I would like to add that the, um, the executive director has to give clearance for a site visit to occur and um, that um, um, the uh, site visits are also listed in the annual reports. Right, I heard that. That's it, sure. thank you. Very good, thank you. Mr. Hillier, did you wanna speak? Uh, let's see. I, I... I don't really have anything to say. I don't think I don't think I have a rebuttal. Okay, thank you. Uh, members, so I, member Hill, any, any thoughts, any questions? Um, thank you. I think my only question is, is there still a, um, <clears throat> an audio recording or, or an audio or video recording of, of this, uh, uh, 2022 meeting? I didn't see 1 online. Uh, but uh, our, 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 our archive, our audio archives kept. Yeah, um, I'm not um, clear on that. And we did, I think, since that time transition to SFGov website. Yes. Um, so we, we need to figure out what kind of archives we have. Okay, uh, thank you. Yeah, that was, I was just curious about that. That could uh, probably um, get us to an answer <laughs> a lot more quickly. Especially if it, especially if this happened at the very beginning of the meeting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Member Pilpel. So on this instant complaint, I think for the two parts, um, I'm inclined, although I'm still open to persuasion, I am inclined to find a, a violation on the first uh, portion about the revised. Uh, agenda. Let let me be clear. Was there to Mr. Hillier? Was there a timely response where they said this is all we have, or was there no response? Seems like there was some back and forth here. Maybe there, there was uh, there was some response. I've got the uh, I've got uh, sort of a map of the the proceedings that happened. Uh, so the request was made on February seventeenth of twenty twenty two. Uh, but I had to read it, repeat it again on June 4th of 2022 because there was no response to the initial request. And then on June 7th, uh, I was given the same document that was posted on the website. <clears throat> and then on June 8th, I emailed again saying, hey, this is the exact same document that was posted on the website, not the one that was shared at the meeting, and which is the one that I want. And then on June 15th, uh, the next request number 223489 was created on my behalf um, and responded to with, again, the same document that was posted on the website. Um, all right, that, that's it. That was all the proceedings. I think that's, that's good enough. So what you're saying is that the February 17th at 154 email, in your view, did not get a timely response, period. So it seems like there's, Perhaps a timeliness or a substantive uh, violation there just on the February 17th response. Um, I mean, I'm not looking for a violation, but it looks like that may um, be there. I'm not inclined to find a, a violation on the other part about the, um, the signing and countersigning thing. 
Um, and I think I've already provided my suggestions to DPH about updating the manual and, and ways to better capture site visits either in the annual report or on their website. Um, but I think we have asked them to go do one more uh, look for a revised agenda for the meeting of February 16th. That's that's where I am now, but I could go anyway on this. Just out of curiosity, Mr. Greer, I'm sorry, Mr. Hillier, um, did you ever look at the minutes from that meeting to see whether it gelled with the original agenda or another agenda? That would be a good, good sort of litmus test. Yeah. I mean, that's something we could do now because if it's if it's different than what was posted, then it kind of substantiates yeah. what you're saying. It sounds like we're not going to be able to get to the the bottom of, of of whoever's laptop put the thing on the Zoom panel, right? That that might not be something we can track because I think this is during the pandemic, and you know they're using different things, and you know how much of that was, you know. Uh, trackable anymore. I don't know, but that might be worth looking at. You know, carefully looking at the minutes and the posted agenda, and seeing if there's a disparity there. I'm. Um, do, do, do you want me to say something? I'm, I'm just. I'm just asking if you've done that. Sounds like you haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, and I. It's just just because I don't put uh, very much credence in the minutes. They're they're created from. They they start from the. Uh, one of the agendas as a template and go from there. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I haven't looked. All right. Thank you. And and I, I agree with Member Pilpal. I think there might be something here on the, you know, the, the second agenda that was introduced. If we can get to the bottom of that, um, I think that's where we should direct the full task force if we recommend this for their consideration. So if that was a if that was a motion, I would support that. I would second that motion. Um, okay, let me. Or if you want to restate the motion as yeah. just the first part, that's maybe a cleaner way of doing it. Give me a moment to gather the thoughts here. Um, okay. So again, I think that's. I think it's very similar. Uh, hold on. So that would be a sixty-seven point twenty-one B violation. On the first part related to um, a potentially revised agenda um, for failure to timely respond to the February 17th, 2022 email. Um, when it's appropriate, can I ask a clarifying question? Yes. Uh, go ahead. Give me a give me a second, and then we'll we'll clarify. Um, I'm not sure that we need to say finding no violation as to the other part. I think if we're, what do you think? I think if we're well, only recommending a violation on this part, then that's what that, we're recommending. That's fine. And we yeah. can, at, at the, at the meeting, we can introduce it as you know, we investigated, we went down that road, but we found more traction on this, this 1st part. Yeah. Um, so just, you can just state yeah. it as recommended violation on the 1st part and just leave it at that. Right. So that's how I'd phrase the motion. And requesting uh, DPH to uh, review uh, their uh, files uh, and uh, again respond within 10 business days uh, to Mr. Hillier one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Either they found a, a revised agenda and here it is, 
or we didn't and we're and we're sorry or we're not sorry but whatever either we did and here it is or we didn't yeah. but we looked yeah miss simmons this might be the basis of your clarifying question but let me ask you a question um did you guys or are you aware were were zoom recordings did you keep records of that back in you know two years ago or i don't know you don't know because you weren't you weren't on board fair enough okay yeah. and, and it was during the pandemic so right i know we were all chaotic would be a kind word <laughs> yeah we were using zoom we we're using teams we we're back to zoom i know we were having our own issues back then too so yeah. i mean and, and that's a good question like what you know we actually haven't had a case yet about what is it? What are the record keeping requirements during the pandemic? Right, that hasn't yet hit us. Um, that might be an interesting one. Anyhow, okay. Well, there there are a couple ask... of wars going on elsewhere in the world that have sort of been a little more. But yeah, I right. get it. People are interested. Mr. Hillier, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to add uh, San Francisco Administrative Code Section sixty-seven point fourteen B. I think says that uh, recordings of meetings may not be destroyed. In short, right. In summary. Back to you. That's the thing is, was it recorded? That that was that was the question I had. So it was recorded. It was, I, I looked at the recording. I was sent a link to it, and I looked at it. You're saying that recording no longer exists. No longer exists. Yes. Because because the time period has elapsed. I don't know why. It just uh, it when you click on the link, it now says this recording has been deleted on you the get B a screen that says that. on the BHC site. No, uh, no, it was, I had to make a special request through next request as a public records request. And they sent me a link. Ah, and when I clicked on that link, it worked before and now it doesn't. And now, now it doesn't. Maybe it timed out on next request, that, but that, I, that, that could be, that could be just something with what they sent it, it out. It wasn't, it wasn't timed out on next request. It did take me to a site uh, to, to the, 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 the URL that was listed and it said the recording that you are linking to or whatever has been deleted. It's not like a doctor's letter that times out after a day or something. You're saying the site itself says that, not not yeah. the letter that it was sent to you in. They, can can I suggest in the sun, in the Brown Act and the Sunshine Ordinance that was all with the idea that the city had physical custody of a physical audio tape or a physical videotape, not the idea that San Francisco somehow had control of something stored on some server elsewhere through some third-party software or arrangement that might or might not have a, a timestamp and might time out. So the the technology has advanced beyond the some of the legal requirements, although they're good requirements and, right. and all that, but we're not necessarily doing all we can to retain things forever. So, Ms. Simmons, just to just to uh, rephrase that, if you could within 10 uh, business days, uh, go back to your IT staff or whatever it is and get to the bottom of, is there a active link or a recording of that of that Zoom meeting, and if there is, um, perhaps have them send a screenshot of that revised agenda as it went on the screen, and get that to Mr. Hillier. That's that's I think what he's hoping for here. Uh, yeah, and that that kind of leads to the question that I wanted to ask earlier. If that's okay. Sure. So the the idea that there is a um, kind of a finding. At this point in time, DPH and the city was not running the commission. 
it was a contracted it was still the contractor yeah and so i just want to be i don't know if that's something that needs to be clarified and that since dph has taken on uh, while not perfect have definitely made some improvements um, and so we can check with uh, Mr. Greer to find out what records still exist. I don't know what records may have been transferred. Um, so we'll check all of that, but I just want to be sure that it, it, it isn't necessarily DPH. Who doesn't have the records it, like we're in a kind of a funky spot. So I just want to be sure that. No, that's it fair. may not have been preserved or may not have been transferred. It may no longer exist, et cetera. Yes. And like the, the, I don't, I, I need to find out the link that was sent to Mr. Hillier was that. You know, something that someone put somewhere, like we didn't even post our recordings. Um, mm -hmm. And perhaps Mr. Mr. Um, Hillier can send you that link back directly to Ms. Simmons so she can. I, I have the, the number on next request. I read it into the record earlier. I can read it again. It's 223489. So all you need to go is do is uh, go to the San Francisco next request site. And type in that number and my request should come up with the uh, departmental response containing the link. One more time. What was that number? 223489. Great. Did you get that Ms. Simmons? Uh, yeah, and, and I will double check and we'll definitely f circle back with Mr. Greer to see and with clerk gray to see kind of where. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. That's the wrong 1. I'm sorry. Hold on. That's the wrong 1. I'll have to email it. I don't have it here. Okay, that oh, would be terrific. One. Thank you. All right. All right. So maybe on we haven't yet fully formed the the motion and voted but on both of these. Presuming they go to the full task force, it would be great to have um, a response from DPH after you know two weeks from now when you found whatever you found, um, sent to Mr. Hillier a copy to the task force explaining what you've done, and that'll provide information for the task force when this uh, gets to the full task force. And Ms. Simmons, please put in that sentence about. You know, the nature the of your relation, the transition. Yeah, that would be yep. for us as well. Yep. Okay, wonderful. Okay, thank you. So, um, did I get the motion on the record? Did you did, did, Yeah, did you get it? <laughs> yeah, why don't you read back what you have? Uh, move to find a violation of 6721 B as in boy on the 1st part related to related to the potentially revised agenda for failure to timely respond. To the February 17, 2022 email and request DPH to review their files and respond within 10 business days, whether they found the revised agenda or they didn't, and what they did to search for the record. Yeah. I had something, a lot of them already. How many did she give me? I'm hearing some feedback back there. Anyway, to um, Ms. Gray and uh, Ms. Simmons, is that clear enough? It is. Thank you. Uh, Thank. Who wants a second? I'll second that. And Mr. Hillier, is that clear enough to you? I'm sorry. I was looking through the record. It, it is. Uh, I did find a copy of the uh, the link in the record um, right after the site visit manual. What's the question? Is the motion clear enough to you? Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. I was looking through the record. It was to give you as much as we can as soon as possible. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're good with that. Great. Sounds good to me, but they're, they're not going, are they going to do any uh, further searching regarding uh, documents that need to be countersigned and 
No, no we're not. We're, we're not. We're not putting not. that aside, and we're just focusing on whether there was a revised agenda, if they can find one, understanding the transition of the board staff. And we've also given them some uh, thoughts on ultimately revising the site visit manual and making the site visits uh, more visible to the public. English okay, so there's nothing about uh, trying to find an active link to the uh, to the February 2022 meeting. They're they're going to look for they're going to look for that. Oh, okay. That was countenanced within the the thing. Okay, it's a technical term within the thing. You ready for a vote? A member of the public does have their hand raised. I believe it is Jeffrey Greer. Mr. Greer, do you have a public comment to make? Uh, yeah, this is torturous. Okay, um, start the timer. I'm going to start the timer. Go ahead, sir. Uh, it befuddles me that you, you really don't know or remember Mr. Hillier, but uh, all material that was recorded and documented was uploaded to the Zoom server, which has a finite time period and will expire. That is all. Okay. We have another caller. Caller, can you please identify yourself? Uh, can you please? Me? Can you please identify yourself? Sure, I could just be anonymous, but um, it's fine. Liza Murawski. No, I'm Liza Murawski. Please get my name correct. M U R A W S K I. And for the uh, record, I've been trying to get into your meeting for the last. I don't know, 40 minutes, and it's not allowing me to do that. So you might want to document that as a fault of the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force or blame it on the Internet, just like, you know, you're doing to the Behavioral Health Commissioner. And Mr. Winship is not telling truth. And my question to you is, these problems have been rectified we have been before the commission or the Sunshine Ordinance Task so many times. You actually ridiculed me, Liza Morowski, for my amount of paperwork. Maybe you want to take a look at the 80 pages of this for things that the Behavioral Health Commission have rectified, gone to trainings for, have changed legislation, and went to quorum to move forward. So I'd like to know why the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force is wasting everybody's time and researching the same questions over and over and over again because Mr. Winship uh, Hillier missed a month or missed a sentence. This is beginning to be really timely for going on for years for the same things that we have as a commission corrected. So I'd like to know in writing why you continue to push these faults towards us when we by law have rectified them. Thank you for your time. I yield the rest of my time. Are there any other public comment on the motion? There are no other callers in the queue. All right. And seeing no one in the room, public comment is closed. You ready for a vote? Yes. Member Pilpel? Aye. 
Member Pilpel, aye. Chair Hyland, aye. Chair Hyland, aye. Member Hill, aye. Member, Member Hill, aye. for the next item yeah thank you miss simmons thank you mr hillier thank you miss gray thank you. yes next item please item number six file number two two one two nine complaint filed by hv safe against the police department for allegedly violating administrative code section 6725 by failing to respond to an immediate disclosure request for public records in a timely and or complete manner on September 26, 2023, the Education Outreach and Training Committee moved to continue the matter to the call of the chair. On January 19, 2023, the secondary response of the police department was received. Sorry, Cheryl, is that January 29th of 2024? Um, okay, I will correct the record. Or the answer is maybe. Lieutenant Beauchamp has been added as a panelist. We have a representative from HBS who has also been added as a panelist. All right. Right. It is 23. That's why it's weird. All right. Whatever. It's 23rd. Yeah, I, I caught that actually. I sent you an email about that, Cheryl, about those dates. It didn't look right to me. Um, but the email in the packet is from January 23, so it's not clear that we've gotten anything new since September. So, we'll was it sides. September 26 of 2022, the EOTC? No. Uh, Chair Highland, yeah. I think we last heard this here four months ago. Okay. And the last response in writing that's in the packet is from January of 23. So, I recall this hearing fairly well. We could either start from the beginning or we could just ask for an update from both sides on where they are. Cause I believe we asked them to right. do a, this was back to a zoom meeting that was facilitated by a third party nonprofit on behalf of the police department for the Northern station community meeting. And they didn't right. think they had it. Da, da, da. We asked whoever from legal at the time to go back and see if they still have it to provide it to HV safe. And if not to not, but to go check and let us know. And that's why we continued it to the call of the chair. No, okay. something like that. Okay. All right. That's a good summary. All right. Um, chair Highland, we yes. have a caller with their hand raised. May I find out if they're a part of sure. it? Thank yeah. you. Hello caller checking in. Are you a party to this matter? Or are yes, you? I'm, a, I'm actually a co-founder of HV safe. Thank you. One moment, please. Adding you as a panelist. All right. So we have two people for HV safe. Is that right? Correct. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, two of you can talk back to back, uh, total of five minutes, or if one of you is going to talk to open the proceedings, uh, please let us know. And then we'll, we'll start your clock. Uh, what time marker would you like to, uh, <clears throat> divide your uh, speaking time into like two and a half minutes each or just past five minutes and they can pass it off. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm ready to begin the timer. Are you ready to begin speaking? 
Um, yes, I'm going to defer to Mish first. Can they identify themselves? I, I'm sorry, sir. I did not get uh, that person's name. You said Ms. Mish. Mish. M I S C H. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She's a, she's actually been in contact with you. Email com contact. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. We yes, can. we can. Thank you. Yeah, this is Mitch with uh, Hayes Valley Safe. Uh, I actually want to yield my time to the commission because you know I want to cut to the chase. We've been good sports about this. We appreciate uh, all your efforts for getting us here. I think it was noted that the last correspondence that we were part of was from Lieutenant William Toomey, dated September 27th, and he was trying to facilitate. Uh, communications between us and Ms. Worthy, who is the director of SF Safe. And honestly, that is all that we are here to report today that nothing has happened. Um, it's been quiet, quiet on arrival. Okay, thank you. Any other members of HV Safe like to add anything to that? Um, actually, I, I would like, my name is Richard. And I'm actually one of the uh, the other co-founders of the group. Um, basically, this comes down to what you previously discussed about a meeting that was facilitated facilitated over Zoom and was hosted by a third party, HVSafe, and they seem to think there was no recording that we've asked for. And I would assume it's been the same thing that's happened with the prior case, where it's been time stamped and after a certain amount of time, it's deleted. So once again, it's the fallout of what you've discussed earlier about COVID and moving meetings from in-person to um, meetings that were facilitated via uh, apps like Zoom and WebEx. And actually, I have to say too, I had a really hard time signing into your WebEx the last meeting I attended, I had no problem, but I got caught into this sign-in loop. So you might want to check check that because it's this. I'm the third person that's brought this issue up. Um, so my so I would defer as as what Mish says. We this is our third, second third. We're kind of waiting around for the SFPD was supposed to coordinate. Um, they're saying that the third party is the person that's responsible for this. We have actually brought up to both this commission and to the police department that we feel um, SF safe um, should be under the Sunshine Ordinance as a nonprofit as they get over, I think your threshold is $500,000 a year. and with the recent media display about their um, false billing, it was noted that the police department pays them an, a sum of 900,000. So we had actually tried to move it to have HSF safe come in and to be sunshine under the your rules of if a nonprofit gets a certain amount of City funding that they fall within the that rules and that and the police seem to think that they did not. 
and stuff. So I think that would be something that you as the commission need to kind of look at. So I will defer as what Mitch says. I would like to get this over because this is my third or fourth time that I've attended this meeting and we're still waiting on H on SF safe to just it would be a simple thing of if they can't um, provide the the video the zoom video just to state or to answer my direct question is it their policy to take sign-ins from the meeting and turn them over to the federal government thank you very much and, is there anybody else uh, in support of uh, the petitioner? I see no one else in the room. There are no callers in the queue. All right, Cheryl, when you're ready. Speaker, are you ready to begin? Uh, yes, ma'am. Lieutenant Beauchamp. Mr. Beauchamp. Lieutenant Beauchamp, are you ready? Yes. Go ahead, sir. Uh, thank you, task force members. Uh, I have taken over for Lieutenant Toomey over at the legal division. Uh, in my last contact with him, he informed me that uh, back in September when he attempted to uh, reach out and speak with worthy of SF safe, uh, she provided no further information as of this time and date. The San Francisco Police Department did not have any responsive records, either the recording or any list of attendees. Uh, and our last communication with SF Safe was that they did not have a copy of the uh, Zoom meeting in question. All righty then. Okay. Anybody else in support of the respondent? I see no one in the room. No callers in the queue. Thank you. Matters before us. Um, Member Popo. So, I, I hope I did a fair summary earlier. That was what I um, recalled. Um, Cheryl, you've got the last name for um, Mish and Richard for the minutes somewhere. Uh, could I have your last names, uh, Mish and Richard? And uh, Greggers, R-E-C-K-E-R-S, one more time, R-E-C-K-E-R-S, and for Richard, it's Richard Johnson. Thank you very much. We will not be turning those names over to the federal government. I promise. <laughs> we don't okay. do that. Right. Uh, and we are planning to keep a record of this meeting for as long as possible. I'm not quite sure why, but we just do that. So um, to Lieutenant uh, Beauchamp, I appreciate your uh, relating that to us. Uh, it sounds like there was at least a conversation, certainly a conversation between you and uh, Lieutenant Toomey. Um, and by the way, where did he get sent most recently? Francisco Airport. Ah, okay. He flew away, but not that far. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so I appreciate that you two had a conversation. It sounds like uh, Lieutenant Toomey had a conversation with Ms. Worthy uh, at SF Safe. Um, regardless of what we do on a, a motion on this, and I suspect or I hope that we do get it out of uh, committee today and don't keep it here any longer. Um, 
I would ask you to um, memorialize in writing, either by letter or by email, to Mish and uh, Richard uh, what you related to us uh, orally just now, that uh, to your understanding, um, there is no recording available, there is no sign-in sheet, and from the particular meeting in question, and that it is not the police department's uh, policy or practice, nor to your knowledge, SF Safe's policy or practice to uh, turn over any sign-in sheets from any police community meetings or any kind of police meetings to the federal government for any reason whatsoever. Is that a fair summary of what you related to us? I believe so. I will quadruple check to make yeah, sure yeah, that. Please do. Yes, but yes, please I can do, definitely send that to uh, to the ABC email and to the uh, task force email as well. Yes, yes, correct. To to the petitioners, copy of the task force, uh, et cetera. If you could uh, do one other uh, thing, if you have not checked in personally with with Ms. Worthy, if there were any other meetings at Northern Station or any other station or police community, if there were any other meetings that SF Safe was hosting or facilitating during the pandemic or since um, on behalf of SFPD, for which they may have access to Zoom videos or WebEx or whatever platform, if those might be timing out for all the reasons that we've just been talking about, if you can get those archived on uh, a San Francisco city or police department place, that would be great in the event that anyone uh, cares to ask for those so that we don't get something sometime from now saying, where's that thing from 2022? And the answer is SF Safe had access to it, but it timed out and they let it go. And now we don't have that anymore. Can you? Of course. Most definitely. Yes. That would be great. And in the future, it would be nice if we weren't, whatever it is that SF Safe does that I'm sure is good and worthy and pursuant to this big fat MOU that's here somewhere. Um, it would be good if they're not facilitating meetings for on behalf of the department, because that just seems like not a good plan. Maybe they had to do it during the pandemic, but maybe they don't have to do that anymore. And that's something the city should be doing if the city, if and when the city through the police department is doing community meetings of any sort so that we're retaining uh, control over all of those records. Make sense? So after this, um, after we received the filing, we- You're, you're breaking up a bit. I'm sorry. Uh, after we received this filing, Lieutenant Toomey reached out to our community engagement division and ensured that SFPD would be hosting any uh, community meetings and would not allow a third going party forward. to do it. Yeah. Yes. From this point of this complaint, so everything going back to when our complaint was generated. Great. Okay. So that's a win for Mish and Rich, Richard uh, and HV Safe, and frankly for all of the citizens. So thank you for that. For for you guys cut out for clarity. Can you repeat that? Did we understand correctly that SF Safe will no longer be hosting meetings for the police department? Did we hear that correctly? At, at so, least not electronically on on Zoom or some electronic platform. That's what it sounds like. Great. Then you're so, right. That is a win for us. Then great. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Did we, I get that right, Lieutenant Boschamp? Uh Yes, Lieutenant Toomey passed on that we use this as a learning opportunity both for 
making sure third parties do not host uh, electronic meetings and to uh, monitor the email addresses where the initial request was made so that they could be sent to the proper channels to make a response to said request. Great. I mean, personally, I think we still have a lot more work to do with the police department and record keeping and responses and legal and all of that, but at least we're getting somewhere on this thing, right? That's some progress. Thank you all. I'll wait on a motion or supporting a motion until we. Yeah, let's do up. rebuttals. Um, so, uh, Sergeant Beauchamps, if you have uh, any rebuttals for us. Uh, briefly, uh, just to reiterate what Ben Toomey's already told the task force, uh, we have increased our awareness amongst the chief of police's um, staff members as well as station staff members to be more uh, observant and responsive when they receive uh, requests for uh, RAs and to forward them to the legal division. And we've also ensured that uh, third parties will not host uh, electronic meetings from now on. And we will uh, follow up with Ms. Worthy regarding the information that the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force was requesting. Thank you. And uh, which you would like to do rebuttals? Um, first, I, this is Richard from HBSAFE. First, I'd have to say thank you, because uh, this is definitely been, um, for me, adjudicated to a point, and it's great to hear the police accepting responsibility and to not turning over their um, responsibility for hosting meetings to a third party that um, definitely was very questionable in their motives. And um, as I say, it's like, I thank you guys for all of your, what's been proposed here, because I think a lesson has been learned from this. And so the time that's been spent by myself and Mish and HV State has definitely resulted, I feel, in a, um, a step forward in um, public public discourse and civic engagement. And I thank, thank you. you guys for your time. Thank you. And did Mish want to add anything? I second what Richard just said, and I thank you all. It's been a good experience with this commission. I say it's the best yet to date. Keep it up. All right, thank you very much. All right, members, how would we like to dispense of this one? I've been making too many motions today, so maybe I'll leave this one to member Hill, but um, I, I think I'm inclined against finding a violation on this particular thing with the discussion and understanding with the request for Lieutenant Beauchamp to follow up with um, the petitioners and copy to the task force. And I guess I'm also thinking more broadly, I don't have a I don't have a specific request or a way to form this. So just give me a second to Lieutenant Beauchamp. Um, maybe there's a way for the police department broadly for all of its various meetings and community engagement, um, whether it's a police commission meeting, the 
station uh, meetings, the station advisory board meetings, the incident review meeting. There, there are a number of of public engagement activities that the department has, and maybe finding a way to craft a a couple of sentences or a, a paragraph that that essentially says the police department, you know, welcomes and encourages, supports, you know, First Amendment rights and and the public's ability to comment and constructively criticize police practices and and whatnot. But uh, sign in lists will not be, you know. It, it, it's good to identify yourself so people know where you're coming from, but sign-in information will not be turned over to the feds or used for any other purpose. Da, 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 da. We want to promote good public engagement without people fearing negative consequences for their public participation related to the police. I, I don't have the exact words, but some kind of idea like that, that we broadcast throughout so that people, A, would hear that, and B, might actually believe that, and C, would increase their confidence uh, in the, the police and, you know, our public engagement broadly. Is, is that kind of a crazy idea? No, not a crazy idea whatsoever. I understand the chilling effect of keeping lists regardless of the yeah. intention behind it. Uh, I can reach out to our community engagement division. It may be a bit of uh, herding cats to get everybody together, but I can definitely work on that. It, it, yeah, it, it's not a tomorrow project, but it's a maybe that's a, a, a good idea that comes out of all this in addition to the record keeping and the video and the all of that. Of course. I don't know. Just just thinking. Mitch and, and Richard, does that also make sense to you? Um, yes. Yes, it makes sense to me, but also it's like, you know, I have to say it's like with in bringing this complaint, it has definitely changed the, how would I just say, the interaction between me and um, the staff at um, Northern Station. So I think earlier on, Lieutenant Toomey had actually said that, because I've worked with Lieutenant Toomey, I know a lot of people in the police department and have a long history of working with Northern Station. And I think it's, you know, it was interesting in just the tone and the reception after making this complaint. So I would hope that the police are looking at this as something that was an investment for an improvement, not as something that was trying to be, um, how would I have to say, for them to feel that they needed to retaliate because that definitely um, does not encourage public public input and public um, connection with the police department. Agreed. I mean, I I view all of this as a, a, a opportunity to um, problem solve and and try to make things better amongst all of us. You know, it's. As we know, it's a bad budget year. It's going to be a bad budget situation for a while. And, you know, the extent to which we can be supportive of the limited resources that are out there uh, and have them do good for the, the people, that's to the good. So hang on, everybody. So, Member uh, Pilpelt. Oh, I'm sorry. How would you like to dispense of this? Do you want to um, 
is this something that we can put on the consent calendar? Uh, was there a I, I'm open to consent, no violation. Member Hill, what do you think? If I may. Pretend you're here, Member Hill. Chime in. Uh, <laughs> he is here. Thank, thank you for calling on me. Um, I just wanted to, and I apologize, I'm also losing my voice, and I'm uh, um, sick with the flu. So, um, Thanks for uh, not being here. Then. Bear with me. Um, um, are we so we're, we're are we all in agreement that this particular type of community gathering shouldn't i mean does not fall under um you know the need of being able to you know the need of having like audio recordings in the first place i'm assuming that that's 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 clear at this point am i, am I correct um my sense is that this is this was not a um, public meeting of a policy body Correct. of the ordinance. It may or may not have been a passive meeting. It's 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 more in in the way of a community meeting hosted by the police department at a police station. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a, the, that was the only question I have. I I I, I tend to you know, given the given the fact that. Um, you know, there is no access to, um, you know, to this medium. Um, um, I, I would find that there, that there um, was no violation and, and that we should recommend that on consent. And you're making that as a motion? That sounds like. Yes, I'll make that as a motion. I'll second that. All right. Uh, pu public comment on that notice. Uh, I, you moved to find no violation, Member Hill, and your second comment. Your next comment is that it? Oh, is that it? Be placed in that 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 it be placed on consent with the full board. Yep. And Chair Highland, did you second that? I I said. David. Yep. We do have public comment. What? We have public commenters for this motion. If you're online, please raise your hand or hit star three. Mr. Young. Hey, this is Victor. I have, uh, I just want to report on the web login issue. I did log off of my own instance of WebEx and I used the agenda, clicked on it, opened up a fresh browser, and I was able to log in without uh, creating a user account or even entering the password. So this is me entering in through clicking on the link on the agenda, the PDF version of the agenda. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, Victor. The, the problem seems to be um, persistent on mobile. FYI. Oh, okay. We'll refer that back to our IT people. Thank you for that. Was there anyone else uh, that wanted to make public comment on the motion? Had there was no one else in the queue. No one else in the queue. All right. Okay. We'll close public comment. We'll take a a roll.
can I restate? Because I just added my note about the request to the police. Uh, yes, Member Pilpel. Okay, so I think, um, and this is, you're asking Member Hill to to approve this. Right? Yeah, so I think Member Hill moved, and I seconded um, to find no violation uh, and move this to the consent calendar at the full task force when it gets there. Um, and my note is that the committee requested the police to communicate in writing to the petitioners. Um, memorializing what they related to us uh, during this meeting about the records and sign-in procedures, all of that, um, and to consider crafting standard language for public meetings and other public engagement in the future, just to consider, and we're not gonna specify that language right now, we're not gonna solve that. Do I need so, to add that to the motion or can we just like put it in the record? It, it's yeah, it's it's it goes with the motion, but it's not a, a part of it's that we're it's memorializing our request to the police, which I think uh, Lieutenant Beauchamp understood. Um, Lieutenant, did that comport with what we said earlier and that all works for you? Yes, it does. Excellent. And member Hill, you're good with that. Yes, yes, as long as, long as Cheryl understood what what what, what the request. Yeah, is. I got it. Okay, thank you. And thank you again to Mish and, and Richard for bringing this. I think this has really helped. Didn't fix the entire world, but small, very small portion of it. All right, if we can take the roll call. Member Hill? Aye. Member Hill, aye. Member Pilpel? Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Chair Highland? Aye. Chair Highland, aye. Ready for the next item? Please. Item number seven, announcements, comments, questions, and future agenda items by members of the Education Outreach and Training Committee. Members? Um, I mentioned at the end of the last meeting, if it was possible to move our meeting time to 4.30, we did not do that for this time. Maybe we can still think about it. No, you can't be here earlier. No, all right. Never mind. Um, I am still working on my guide to uh, public meetings. I did some work on that over the holidays. Um, was not ready for prime time for today. I'll see if I can get that for our March meeting. Hmm. Um, there was something else. I've got several items in the works for next week for the full task force. Um, I think I just wanted to reflect, um, for a moment. Um, trying to figure out how best to say this. There was, this was the 1st opportunity since, um, the ceasefire resolution was discussed and adopted by the. Uh, Board of Supervisors, I don't want to discuss or discuss any of the merits of that resolution or the process by which it was introduced or passed. I just wanted to reflect for a moment on an example and that being an example of an incredibly heated uh, issue on both sides that's got a lot of 
uh, ramifications for a lot of people and the positive to the extent that there was positive that come came out of that, that that issue hopefully is now resolved for the city for the moment. Um, and to the extent that there was uh, negative that we should bear in mind ways to balance public expression and participation on things that matter very much to people um, and the which they're legally entitled to and which we zealously guard, but that others may feel um, personally attacked and feel incredibly uncomfortable uh, under certain circumstances. So I just wanted to take a moment to reflect on that and and that's about it. Very good. Thank you. Member, yeah. Hill. Member Hill, any thoughts? Nothing further at this point. All Thank right. you. Okay. <clears throat> I think we're ready for the next uh, public comment on that. Item. There are no callers in the queue. All right. And no one present in the room. Very good. Hi, this is Victor again. Public comment from Victor. <laughs> Hi, I just want to let you know that I just logged in through my uh, my phone. Uh, I, it appears that you need to have a WebEx account ready to go and use that email address, and then you do need to enter your password. But I had no issues getting in via my phone to WebEx. I encountered the same, Victor. Mm -hmm. So I, I, right now I'm talking to you on my phone through WebEx. So I don't believe there is an issue, but we can still bring it up to IT if you like to see if there's some way we can simplify it. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. But yes, uh, the system is working. It's just a few steps to get through it. Okay, thanks for writing it down. All right. Next item. Item number eight adjournment. I have 732. So moved. Very much. All right. Thank you, everybody. Stop. <laughs> if you stop the recording, then speech to later so the file will be created. The pause recording instead, select the pause button to the recorder. Do you want to stop the recording? Yes, we want to stop.